Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. What does it mean to live in the revelation of being in Christ. This is what you're explaining to us this week, Colin. You're taking us to some verses in Ephesians for today's programme. The first two chapters of Ephesians are full of this revelation. We have been placed in Christ by God's gracious act. It's something that he did right at the beginning of our Christian experience so that his life becomes our life. Um, His inheritance becomes our inheritance. Whatever Christ is and has becomes ours by faith. So right at the beginning of this epistle, Paul addresses it to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. There's that telltale phrase, that, that key phrase. He sees the whole church as being saints, those that are set apart to serve God. He calls them the faithful ones because their trust is in the Lord and he makes clear that they are living in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 3 we have that very well-known verse, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Of course, in Christ there is every spiritual blessing. And what Paul is saying is that God has blessed us with all those spiritual blessings in Christ. He has already done that. It's not that he will do it in the future, but he's done it right at the beginning of our Christian experience because he's put us in Christ, made us one with him, and has put the Spirit of Christ into us. Now, why did he do this? In the next verse, Paul explains... For he chose us in him, in Christ, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. What God wanted when he created man was people that would live in fellowship in unity with him. Sin destroyed that fellowship. What Jesus did on the cross restored us to that fellowship with God. And this was God's plan even before creation began because he wants a people and he wants to relate to a people that are holy and blameless in Christ. And the people to whom he relates in that way are all those who are in Christ. So if you are a Christian and God has put you in Christ, you are one of those to whom he relates as the holy and blameless people here on earth. Now, you might not feel like that. You might look at yourself and see all kinds of things wrong. And if you keep doing that, that is the very thing that is wrong with your Christian life, that you keep looking at yourself instead of doing what the Scripture says, fixing your eyes on Jesus and believing the revelation of what he has done for you. God wants you to see yourself as he sees you, He sees your life cleaned up, forgiven. He sees you washed of all the guilt and sin that was in your life. He sees you holy and blameless in his sight. That is a work of sheer mercy and grace 
and love on his part. You could never deserve that. You might not feel that, but nevertheless, that is the truth. He chose you in him to be holy and blameless in his sight. And then Paul says, in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. God made you a son of God. Whether you're male or female, you're a son of God. If you want to think of yourself as daughter, that's fine. You're a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God. What's the import of that? Well, Jesus is your elder brother. You share with him in the inheritance of all that the Father has to give. And this is a work of sheer love. In love, God predestined us. He determined beforehand that you should be adopted, that he would take you as his child and put you into Christ. This was his pleasure and his will. That's why Jesus said to the disciples at the Last Supper, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And then Paul says that he did all this to the praise of his glorious grace, to show what a God of glorious grace he is, because none of us could deserve to be in Christ. None of us could deserve to possess the fullness of his life. But Jesus says that's what he came to give. I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. We have that fullness of life because we live in Christ. And so Paul says that he did all this to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. And that's where we're living, in him. And he says in verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. You see, all the forgiveness we have is in him. All the acceptance we have is in Christ. We're not accepted in and of ourselves. We're accepted in the beloved. All the life we have is in Christ. All the inheritance that we have is in Christ. And because we're living in him, that forgiveness is ours, that acceptance is ours, all his riches is ours. He has enriched us in every way as we saw yesterday. It is just amazing what God has done and made available to us. But without this revelation of living in Christ, we do not lay hold of that life and that inheritance that we have. We're rather like the elder brother in the, in the parable of, about the prodigal. The elder brother was really miffed that the father restored the son and, and killed the fatted calf and had a great feast to welcome him home. And he didn't want to go into the feast. Um, he, his complaint against the father was, all these years I've served you faithfully and you never even gave me a goat that I should have a feast with my friends. And the father said to him, son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. You see, the son had never asked for a goat. If, if the father had given the younger son the whole of his inheritance when he asked, don't you think he would have given the older son a goat if he'd asked for a goat? But he never asked for any of his inheritance, so he never got any of his inheritance. And what the father said to him is, my son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. And you know, we all need to hear that word because God is speaking it to all of us today and every day of our lives. 
Everything I have is yours. Everything the Father has is yours. Why? Because you live in the Son, and the Son has won by his obedience and by his death and through his resurrection and return to glory. He has won the right to receive that full inheritance from the Father. But he's won that right not just on his own behalf, but on behalf of all those who believe in him. So if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you live in him, and he has won the right for you to receive that full inheritance in your life now. It is such a wonderful, wonderful gospel. How is it that so many miss it? Well, I was going to say, Colin, I can understand why you teach this with such passion, because it is so liberating, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Liberating, but also you realize what is available to you. Uh, If that elder brother had not uh, laid claim to his inheritance, he would just have been slaving in the fields every day, feeling that uh, he wasn't rewarded, wasn't um, well thought of perhaps. But when you, when you look at the scripture and what God has done, what he has already given us, it, it makes you realize, well, why haven't I laid claim to much more of my inheritance? Uh, well, you can't lay claim to it if you don't realize it's yours. And here in Scripture, it is very clear that that inheritance belongs to every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So perhaps many of us that are listening now need to say, Lord, I'm sorry that I never realized that I had such an inheritance. So forgive me for not laying hold of it. But I want to lay hold of it now. And I want to live in the good of all that you have made available to me in Jesus. And as you say, it's mentioned so many times through the epistles. I think 153 times you said on yesterday's program. It's a fundamental of our faith. Oh, it's absolutely. It's absolutely. To, to Paul especially, but also, of course, to Jesus, because he is the one who told the disciples, live in me, live in me. He says, you're branches of the vine. I'm the vine, you're the branches. You live in me. He said, remain in me. He says, remain in my love. Uh, he, he was impressing this upon the disciples just before he went to the cross. And I think we're more familiar with the idea of God living in us by the power of his Spirit. But you see, what Jesus makes clear and what Paul also makes clear is that Christ can only live in us, the Holy Spirit can only live in us because we live in him. It wouldn't be possible for for Jesus Christ to come and live in us by the power of his Spirit unless we were first made one with Jesus Christ through forgiveness, through his acceptance, through all that he has done for us on the cross. So we need to really be thankful to God. In verse 11 of Ephesians 1, Paul says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. What Paul means there is simply, you were chosen to live in Christ. It was God's plan. It was God's purpose for your life. He determined that this is what he wanted for you. And he did this, Paul goes on to explain, so that you could live for the praise of his glory. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 